European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 43, Issue 28, Focus Issue, Congenital Heart Disease, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. A focus on congenital heart disease and neonatal cardiac regeneration, an exciting future. This issue starts with an important co-published editorial, authored by a group of editors-in-chief, entitled Call for Emergency Action to Limit Global Temperature Increases, Restore Biodiversity and Protect Health. Wealthy nations must do much more, much faster. The editors of health journals worldwide call for urgent action to keep average global temperature increases below 1.5 degrees centigrade, halt the destruction of nature and protect health. Health is already being harmed by global temperature increases and the destruction of the natural world, a situation health professionals have been bringing attention to for decades. The science is unequivocal. A global increase of 1.5 degrees centigrade above the pre-industrial average and the continued loss of biodiversity risk catastrophic harm to health that will be impossible to reverse. Despite the world's necessary preoccupation with COVID-19, we cannot wait for the pandemic to pass to rapidly reduce emissions. Reflecting the severity of the moment, this editorial appears in health journals across the world. We are united in recognising that only fundamental and equitable changes to our societies will reverse our current trajectory. The issue continues with a focus on congenital heart disease. In a state-of-the-art review article entitled Atrial Septal Defect in Adulthood A New Paradigm for Congenital Heart Disease Margarita Brida and colleagues from the Imperial College in London, United Kingdom note that atrial septal defects, or ASDs, represent the most common congenital heart defect diagnosed in adulthood. Although considered a simple defect, Challenges in optimal diagnostic and treatment options still exist due to great heterogeneity in terms of anatomy and time-related complications, primarily arrhythmias, thromboembolism, right heart failure, and, in a subset of patients, pulmonary arterial hypertension, or PAH. ASDs call for tertiary expertise where all options may be considered, namely catheter versus surgical closure, consideration for pre-closure ablation for patients with atrial tachycardia, and suitability for closure and or targeted therapy for patients with PAH. This review serves to update the clinician on the latest evidence, the nuances of optimal diagnostics, treatment options, and long-term follow-up care for patients with an ASD. Management of congenital heart disease, or CHD, is a challenge of growing complexity. In another state-of-the-art review article entitled Three-Dimensional Printing, Holograms, Computational Modeling and Artificial Intelligence for Adult Congenital Heart Disease Care, an Exciting Future. Massimo Chiesa and colleagues from the ERGGS Policlinico San Donato in Milan, Italy, note that detailed cardiac imaging for early detection and planning of interventional and or surgical treatment is paramount. Advanced technologies have revolutionized diagnostic and therapeutic practice in CHD, thus playing an increasing role in its management. 
traditional reliance on standard imaging modalities, including echocardiography, cardiac computed tomography, and magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI, has been augmented by the use of recent technologies such as 3D printing, virtual reality, augmented reality, computational modeling, and artificial intelligence because of insufficient information available with these standard imaging techniques. This has created potential opportunities of incorporating these technologies into routine clinical practice to achieve the best outcomes through delivery of personalized medicine. In this review, the authors provide an overview of these evolving technologies and a new approach enabling physicians to better understand their real-world application in adult CHD as a prelude to clinical workflow implementation. To date, research on sudden death in CHD has largely been driven by observational studies and real-world experience. In a clinical research article entitled A New Score for Life-Threatening Ventricular Arrhythmias and Sudden Cardiac Death in Adults with Transposition of the Great Arteries and a Systemic Right Ventricle, Magali Ladouceur and colleagues from the Paris-Cité University in France investigated the incidence of major adverse ventricular arrhythmias and related events and developed a stratification tool predicting major adverse arrhythmic events in adults with a systemic right ventricle, or SRV. In a multicenter approach, all adults, greater than or equal to 16 years old, with an SRV undergoing follow-up between 2000 and 2018, were identified. The incidence of major adverse arrhythmic events, defined as sudden cardiac death, sustained ventricular tachycardia, an appropriate implantable cardioverter defibrillator, or ICD therapy, was analyzed. The association of major adverse arrhythmic events with clinical, electrical, and echocardiographic parameters was evaluated. A total of 1,184 patients, median age 27 years, 59% male, 70% with atrial switch repair for detransposition of the great arteries, were included. The incidence of major adverse arrhythmic events was 6.3 per 1,000 patient years. On multivariate analysis, age, history of heart failure, syncope, QRS duration, severe SRV dysfunction, and at least moderate left ventricular outflow tract obstruction were attained in the final model, with a C-index of 0.78, 95% confidence interval 0.72 to 0.83, and a calibration slope of 0.93, 95% confidence interval 0.64 to 1.21. For every five ICDs implanted in patients with a five-year major adverse arrhythmic event risk greater than 10%, one patient may potentially be spared from a major adverse arrhythmic event. The authors conclude that sudden cardiac death remains a devastating cause of death in a contemporary adult cohort with an SRV. A prediction model based on clinical, electrocardiographic and echocardiographic parameters was devised to estimate major adverse arrhythmic event risk and to identify high-risk patients who may benefit from a primary prevention ICD implantation. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Paul Carey from the Université de Montréal in Canada. Carey notes that in patients with a congenitally corrected transposition of the great arteries, 
It remains uncertain whether the major adverse arrhythmic event score outperforms simpler models, such as heart failure alone or combined with the presence of a pacemaker. According to Occam's principle of parsimony, in such situations, the simplest of competing theories should be preferred over more complex approaches. Newborn mice and humans display transient cardiac regenerative potential that rapidly declines postnatally. Patients who survive a myocardial infarction, or MI, often develop chronic heart failure due to the heart's poor regeneration capacity. In a translational research article entitled Adult T-cells impair neonatal cardiac regeneration, Teresa Joleshi and colleagues from the Medical University of Innsbruck in Austria hypothesized that the cardiac regenerative to scarring transition might be driven by the perinatal shifts observed in the circulating T-cell compartment. Post-MI immune responses were characterized in 1, or P1, versus 7-day-old, or P7, mice subjected to left anterior descending artery ligation. MI-induced robust early inflammatory responses, 36 hours post-MI, in both age groups. But neonatal hearts exhibited rapid resolution of inflammation and full functional recovery. The perinatal loss of myocardial regenerative capacity was paralleled by a baseline increase in alpha-beta T-cell, CD4 positive and CD8 positive, numbers. Strikingly, P1 infarcted mice reconstituted with adult T-cells shifted to an adult-like healing phenotype, marked by irreversible cardiac functional impairment and increased fibrosis. Infarcted neonatal mice harboring adult T-cells also had more monocyte-derived macrophage recruitment, as typically seen in adults. The transcriptome level, infarcted P1 hearts that received isolated adult T-cells, showed enriched gene sets linked to fibrosis, inflammation, and interferon gamma, or IFN gamma, signaling. In contrast, newborn mice that received isolated IFNG knockout adult T-cells prior to MI displayed a regenerative phenotype that resembled that of its age-matched untreated controls. The authors conclude that physiological T-cell development or adoptive transfer of adult IFN gamma-producing T-cells into neonates contributed to impaired cardiac regeneration and promoted irreversible structural and functional cardiac damage. These findings reveal a trade-off between myocardial regenerative potential and the development of T-cell competence. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Yai Tzu, Matthew Akers Johnson and Roger Fu from the NUS Yonglu Lin School of Medicine in Singapore. The authors highlight that this work adds to a new and growing resource of literature implicating key roles for the immune system in aspects of cardiac biology, pathophysiology, regeneration and therapeutics. Researchers could put additional thought into immune components in relevant models of human heart disease, including in vitro where this is often absent. It's also worth reflecting on what commonalities might underlie the various identified regulators of mammalian cardiac regeneration. Could metabolism or DNA damage be critical underlying regulatory mechanisms? Or are T-cells a new and independent piece of a large, balanced, co-regulatory puzzle now brought to light.
in summary, Delesci et al., revealed T-cells as an attractive hidden corner to explore for new treatments of heart disease. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.